This is episode 213 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Basta, and today we're going to talk about something you've probably never heard of, but actually do know a lot about. It's called UGC. And I've got the Tyler Anderson, one of the biggest experts on this. I've heard him talk about it many times. It's going to give you a lot of ideas on how to market during these interesting times. Tyler is an investor, entrepreneur, podcaster, and speaker. And day to day, you'll find him leading his team at what his company is called Casual Fridays. He also is the organizer of Social Media Day San Diego and an all-around awesome guy. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, Bella. I'm super excited to be here on your podcast and your, your YouTube channel or wherever else you're going to repurpose this and excited <laughs> to talk to your audience today. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys should be excited to hear from Tyler too, because he has worked with the Marriott, you know, the hotels. He's done Visit San Diego, SeaWorld, Kaboom, which was really cool, by the way. Jersey Mike Subs, Penske Automotive, the Los Angeles Chargers, Feeding San Diego, Susan G. Coleman, and so many more. So I'm telling you guys this because Tyler really knows what he's talking about. And I've never met a speaker who has more examples than anyone ever, Tyler. You have so many examples on stuff. But why don't we just start from the very beginning and talk about what the heck is UGC? First of all, I appreciate you saying I have all these examples and I do it because like I pay attention to like what is being served to me. I'm always screenshotting things. Whenever like I'm watching just social content or browsing or whatever, I see something like if I'm out to eat, obviously before COVID, when I was out to eat, <laughs> if I saw things like my wife is like, what are you doing? I'm like taking pictures of when I would see examples of like whether it's a restaurant or businesses where I thought they did good calls to action for user and what UGC is user generated content. So quite simply, it's just content created by people, your customers, basically anybody but you, the business. So yeah, huge proponent of user-generated content, something we've been leveraging a lot at Casual Fridays for many reasons, which I'm sure we'll get to in the podcast today, especially my personal opinion right now. I mean, right now, especially, you know, I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm sure we'll still be in COVID. And now it's more important than ever that, you know, especially as marketing budgets are, you know, maybe being impacted by everything that's going on. User-generated content is a very viable way for you to have your business promoted and marketed, and it's generally more trustworthy and authentic. Talk to me a little bit more about that. When you say user-generated content, do you mean the business owner or do you mean the actual client of the businesses? Well, I mean, it could be anything. So user-generated content, quite simply, is content created by people other than the business, right? So it can be in the form of social media posts. It could be reviews about your business. It could be vlogs, it could be blogs, it could be anything really. So there are different aspects of it. I mean, there's also kind of where the lines blur a little bit. I'm sure you've maybe had somebody on your podcast speak to this before, but people talk about employee advocacy. So Mm -hmm. to some degree, that's a little similar because again, it's not like XYZ pet sitting business, right? It's not like it's that content that's being posted by them on Facebook or Instagram. It's maybe by one of their customers who hires XYZ pet sitting to come pick up Fido and walk Fido. Maybe they're on a contract or whatever and Fido's over the moon happy when the person comes home from work because Fido got a great long walk today from XYZ and she just absolutely raves about them because they're so awesome. 
Think about that. If that came from somebody else on their social media feed, that's going to be much more trustworthy, more believable, more authentic than XYZ just somehow, even though I'm a big fan of ads, don't get me wrong, but if they put an ad like the number one trusted pet service or pet walking business in Arizona, XYZ pet sitting or whatever, people are like, eh, okay, we've seen those. Those convert, but they don't convert as well as a testimonial. And that's really what user-generated content could be. While there are traditional testimonials that come in the form of reviews, there's also those subtle testimonials that come through an Instagram story or on a Facebook post or an Instagram post or a YouTube or a blog or nowadays TikTok, right? That's awesome. So let's take that a step further. So in the pet sitting world, especially right now, and I think a lot of small businesses, you probably heard this during COVID, where their numbers have been down and they've just been really asking, not necessarily for the sale, but asking for reviews, asking for people to start talking about them. So how could a business leverage these reviews that they're getting other than them just sitting on Facebook or Google or Yelp or something? First of all, like definitely they sit there. And I mean, if you think about it, you have to like try to drive your reviews to the platform that's most relevant for you. So yeah, if you're actually, I don't even know. My assumption is maybe for a dog walking or a pet sitting business, it's probably Google. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But maybe Yelp, you know, but obviously for restaurants, it's traditionally Yelp, right? You have to understand which one is more beneficial. So say you're getting in there. One, make sure you're familiar with the terms of service. Some of them don't want you copying and pasting them and saying from Yelp or whatever. You know, you want to be familiarized with those terms of service. But generally what you could do is let's just say you had a bunch of those reviews on Google. You could reach out to those people. Maybe if you could reply to them directly within there with Yelp, you sometimes can do it and say, hey, would you be willing to give us a testimonial too? And maybe they're willing to do that. And literally they might whip out their phone and do like a video testimonial. Well, now you have video content that you could leverage organically, or I would say I would leverage that as paid (laughs) media. I'd turn that into a Facebook or an Instagram ad, you know, Mm -hmm. don't take our word for it. Take the words of our happy customers and like maybe do a cool video testimonial or even maybe just say, Hey, would you mind if we use what you posted on Yelp, but just, you know, paraphrase it a little bit. And they might be like, yeah. And even if you're on a budget, there's so many cool applications you can use out there, whether it's like Animoto, great custom graphics. We all know while you could maybe do like a quote graphic, probably can't turn that into an ad. It's going to get rejected with Facebook and the 20% rule. But if you do that with a video and you can make a little video montage, 10, 15 seconds of these cool testimonials, that's content you can leverage too. And again, it's one of the examples I always give, you know, and I'm going to use the mothership here, Amazon, right? We all have an Amazon Prime membership, right? Uh Sure, We've all bought something on Amazon. And generally, people trust other people more than we do brands. In fact, people trust brands roughly about 15 to 20% of people trust what brands say in their marketing, which is really nothing. Yet, we trust our friends and family. Like 92% of us trust the recommendations of our friends and family members. But here's the kicker, Bella. 88% of us, so basically almost the same, trust the recommendations of complete strangers. So when we see that social proof, that influences decisions. So going back to Amazon... How many times have you looked for a product on Amazon? I know I do this all the time. Say I find a product. I think this thing exists. I love that, by the way. When you think there's a product out there and then you search on Amazon, then you discover there is. And it's not maybe a super popular product, a little obscure. You find this product and you see like seven different vendors, right? And maybe one of them though has four stars, right? But they have 3,500 reviews, right? Then you might have a second one that has all five stars, but they only have like 14 reviews. And then you maybe have that third one, which has maybe three and three quarter stars, but it has like 300,000 reviews. Which one are you going to do? The one with the most reviews, obviously, because it feels like it's weighted better. Yeah. You're probably going to, even though the other one's like 3.37, it is really close to four, but it has Mm -hmm. like 
you know, a hundred X more reviews than the other one. You're like, wow, that's probably the popular one. Like the one I feel the most viable going with. So that's one, one reason why I tell clients too, like even when they get all uptight about the negative reviews, I'm like, you've got to go get more positives. Like, and on the same token, we've also seen it before too. When you see something that's like all five star reviews, come on there. Like are those bought and paid for? I had this one, we actually moved our offices one time and my business, my former business partner, he like hired the moving company. I'm like, Hey, just out of curiosity, where'd you find these guys? Oh, they're the number one rated guys on Yelp. Okay. So they were kind of like breaking stuff and all that. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, and I was responsible to, to oversee the move. Right. And then when the move was all done and I'm like sitting there and it's time to cut the check because, Hey, if you write a five-star review right now on Yelp, we'll trim $500 off the quote. And I'm just like, no wonder these guys were the number one rated <laughs> on Yelp, right? And deep down, like, I so badly wanted to report them to Yelp, but I just didn't have it. Anyway. Gosh, that is a good story. I don't think anyone's going to forget that story. Tyler, we have a really interesting thing where in the pet sitting and dog walking world, and I don't know if you've ever hired a professional pet sitter, but you'll often get text messages or what some of the software companies call journals. And you'll get like pictures and videos of your dog. And so not only do you get that as a client, but then often the businesses get these messages back that are just like, oh my gosh, Tyler, thank you so much. You were just so awesome to Fluffy. I loved it so much. Can you talk to our audience a little bit more about how we can take this awesome content and leverage it? Because I feel like on our websites and on our social, this happens every day, multiple times a day, but I don't see our community using this as much as they could be using it. So can you speak to that a little bit? At the end of the podcast, I'll talk through this and we'll give access to... I have a user-generated content strategic workbook that I would encourage them all to get. And it's totally free. We'll give them access to that. But um, that's part of what this process is. And that is you need to create a user-generated content strategy. So many people take user-generated content for granted, right? They just... Fingers crossed. I hope our customers love us so much that they'll post information about us. Now, for some businesses and brands, that happens. I'm sorry, for Dunkin' Donuts, people are going to do it, right? Yeah. Um, You know, for a pet sitting business, maybe they might do that. Actually, I can see that working. But, you know, just to give you another example, like we work with a turf company, an artificial turf company. People are getting artificial turf. You know, they might take that first photo when it's installed, but they're not actively thinking about promoting about their artificial turf. But believe it or not, even an artificial turf company can have a user generated content strategy. So that is the thing. And so like, I think that's a great example. And I didn't know that. So to answer your earlier question, no, I've never had a pet sitting business or a pet sitter or hired one, not because I don't believe in it, but I work from home and my dog is over there. So (laughs) we're around all day, right? Yeah. yeah. And if we travel, we have relatives who can take care of, of the dogs too. But that's pretty awesome. I've seen before, like with, well, actually, I'll give you one example. I did board my dog one time because my in-laws were out of town and we had to go on a, a summer vacation. Mm-hmm. And they did have something where they said you could like tune into their live webcam, right? So you can at least see your dog. And that was cool. But all they said is, oh, hey, by the way, like us on Facebook. That was their call to action. And that's the typical call to action we see among so many businesses. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. What would have been cooler, they would have said, hey, we're going to post photos of your dog here every couple of days. So make sure you go over there and follow us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. Well, now I'm invested because you're going to post pictures of my dog. Yeah. And then by doing that, I'm going to be more likely to share those photos on my channels. That turns it into UGC. Now, to your example, if they're texting that, as part of that text, I think that's great, actually. And I actually prefer that more than like posting it on your channel, because here's why. If you text it, then you could say, hey, 
here are these photos of your of Fido having a blast at XYZ, you know, pet sitting. Hey, by the way, if you share this on Instagram, be sure to tag us, right? Now you're subtly reminding them, oh, I should share this on Instagram. And you just gave them your handle, right? So now they're referring it, like, and they might go on Instagram and say, oh my God, Fido's having the best time ever at Bella's pet sitting, blah, blah, blah. So definitely uh, you just got to put that call to action in there. So you have to do that. And my other little tidbit too is like, if Instagram's your jam here, definitely encourage them to tag you so you're invited to the conversation. A lot of times, if they don't, they might share it and they might mention your pet sitting business, but then they maybe don't have an easy way for others to go find you. And searching on Instagram is kind of tough and don't do a hashtag. Tell them not to use a certain hashtag, right? Because again, then you got to go fish for it. And especially if it's a story, it's gone after 24 hours. So definitely I'd encourage you to do that. You guys, that is amazing information right there. You could build an SOP around this right now. Tyler, I love how you said your standard reply. It's it's kind of like subliminal messaging. It's Oh, yep. Tyler, thanks so much. And if you post that on Instagram, don't forget to tag us at Bella's Pet Sitting. And it's like, oh yeah, maybe I should. You guys, have you ever gotten something in the mail from someone or a company you order a hat or something? And then they have like a thank you card in there and it says, here's our handle, tag us if you do. And what happens most of the time you do because it's just, hey, you should do this. Yeti does that too, right? Yeah. Yeti does it. And I mean, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now from a company called Fresh Clean Teas. It's a t-shirt subscription box company. So it's like 30 bucks a month and you get like five t-shirts. Okay. That's That's what I do. Then when you want to throw away, you don't feel bad. Right. (laughs) Anyway, every month when I get a new shipment and you can do it quarterly, I don't want people to think I literally get new t-shirts every month. I do quarterly, (laughs) but um, every time I get one, they have a little three by five postcard in there. And it's like, you know, Hey, enjoy your new fresh, clean pack of fresh, clean teas. Hey, share your photos of you sporting your t-shirts, use XYZ, and you could be eligible to win a free five pack. That's one of the tactics you can do is on top of that text bounce back, do some contest, you know, I don't know, make something up. Hey, you know what? Share your photos, tag us once a month. We're going to select a winner to receive a free hundred dollar gift card to Petco or PetSmart or, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know, maybe there's something cooler, but that's another tactic is definitely try to, you know, leverage contests and promotions. But on top of that, the number one tactic I always tell people, and I kind of just mentioned that when when we were saying subtly do it, but you got to ask for it. Like literally ask for it. Just saying, here's your photos and please share them on social. That's a subtle ask, but like you literally say, hey, we would really appreciate if you shared it. If you do, we will tag you back or we will return you. You know, we will follow you or, well, you don't want to follow everybody, but, or we will share it, but you want to let people know what's in it for them. You just mentioned contests. And one of my favorite examples that you have, Tyler, is of the car wash. Can you share that example with our listeners? Cause I always yeah. remember that one. It was so impactful. Sometimes like a lot of people are like, Hey, it's so hard for us to get user generated content. And I'm like, really? Go look at Soapy Joe's. It's a car wash company. What's fun about a car wash? I don't know, right? Personally, I hate going to the car wash. Soapy Joe's is a 15, 20 locations throughout Southern California. I don't know if they're going to do this year with COVID. Actually, yeah, they still can because you're socially distancing when you do a car wash. Totally. So they they should do it more. Yeah. They've done it at least for the last three years. So they'll likely do it again coming up here in around like September. And it's called Car Wash Karaoke. And it's pretty simple. Like this is the kind of car wash where you get in it and then you stay in the car while it goes through the thing, you know, and then you come out and then you wash and dry yourself. So it's like a subscription car wash company. Pretty cool. So one, as you're going in, they have a big sign like, hey, car wash karaoke, submit your best karaoke, tag us, you know, one winner gets this. And most people do like what I would probably do. And that's where, you know, you just turn up the radio, whatever is on, you sing along and you record it Instagram story style. But there's some people who go crazy over this because here's the key. They make it a really good prize. It's not just like a free car wash. 
they actually give away $1,000 plus a free annual membership to their car wash program. So the total value of this thing is maybe 1300 bucks, something like that. And they get people who go crazy and like, there's some really elaborate entries. I mean, there's people who are like literally bringing like multiple cameras. You feel like they're trying to produce an MTV music video here. It's, it's <laughs> Dressing awesome. Up. But, okay. you know, and, and this is a car wash and they, they're getting thousands of entries. So that's proof right there. Like any business can do this. I love that so much. Tyler, I could talk about this with you forever, but I want to address before we kind of run out of time here, that person that might be listening that is just very apprehensive. They might not be as outgoing as you and I, right? And they're like, but guys, this feels like I'm bragging. It feels very braggadocious. I can't ask somebody if I can brag about my own company and how great they are. How do you kind of like get business owners past that mind block and understand that it's not really braggadocious? you're not bragging, other people are. That's the whole benefit of doing it. It's not coming from you. Like maybe saying, hey, check out our five-star reviews. That's different than other people on their own choosing, deciding to post on their own profiles. Oh my God, I love the job that XYZ did, right? So I want to give some stats too. And I think this is key. And the reason I'm such a big proponent of user-generated content is for twofold. One, it's more trustworthy. But two, as an agency owner, our biggest pain point way back in the early days was getting content from clients, right? We would pitch content packages. They would want to skimp on it. Then we'd maybe send out a really amateur photographer. Then they weren't happy with the content. It was a pain in the butt. Or on the flip side, they would send us this like overly produced content that it's just not authentic enough for social media. It's the same content people are seeing all over their websites, right? Nobody wants to see that. Stage photo shoots. We all know Apple doesn't look that delicious. So a couple things. One, as marketers, we are putting ourselves through hell right now. And I'm sorry for saying that word on your podcast, but we are in what I call a content grind. Going into this year, 63% of marketers felt the pressure to continuously produce greater amounts of content at a higher frequency. And the other reason I'm a big proponent of UGC is that content gets visibility in the newsfeed. And I have examples always in my presentation. And here's what I encourage you. If you're listening to this podcast right now, pull out your phone, open up Facebook or Instagram, and just please start swiping up and experience your newsfeed and count how many posts you see from a brand that is organic. And it has to be a brand, not your son's brand or your daughter's brand or your friend's brand that you follow because you're friends from college or whatever. Literally, brands that you've openly, actively chosen to follow at some point. The reality is it's very minimal, right? But who does get visibility in those news feeds? Everyday people. And that's why when you get your customers or potential customers to share content about your business, they are having higher reach, higher frequency in their news feeds than we are. You know, I know there's a lot of people, this is kind of a controversial topic. They'll say organic's not dead. And I'm not saying it's dead, but it's a lot of work to make it work. <laughs> and it costs a lot of time, money, and resources. And if you can get your customers to become this content creating army for you, that's the awesome part, right? So don't be part of that 63% of the people who are banging your head, creating so much content. And the reason is, is this, 90% of people, so basically nine out of 10 people, they believe authenticity is important when deciding what brands they like and support. And here's the thing. Us as marketers, we think our content is authentic, but it's not. Only 51% of consumers think brands' content is authentic, okay? And then the last one I want to share is UGC impacts purchasing decisions. So one, 56% of consumers say that user-generated content photos is what they want to see from brands. So one, get your customers to do it and go out there and show it that's what they want. It's authentic. It's transparent. Don't put yourself in that content grind. The other stat I did say I want to mention here about purchasing decisions. Yes, 
79% of people say that user-generated content influences their purchasing decisions. And this is up 19% from 2017. So again, this is on an upward trend, upward trajectory. This is where you got to be, friends. It makes total sense, you know, because we're trusting advertising and social less and less and less so that when you see an actual real person say something, you know, you just, you want to believe them more. I love taking screenshots and posting screenshots of like feedback I get from my programs. I always ask people, Hey, can I take a screenshot of this? They're usually like, yes. Sometimes I tell them, you know, I'll block out your name or something, but you know, we are a voyeuristic society. There are so many people that are just endlessly scrolling and not participating or talking, but they're seeing it. And you don't know everyone who's seeing this stuff. And when you see like, I mean, come on, we're scrolling through our and you see a screenshot of a text message conversation. I don't care what they're talking about. You're going to stop and you're going to read it. You're going to be like, ooh, juicy. I wonder what that is. You know, it's like, it's private. It's like a little people, you know? Tyler, you mentioned this four-step UGC strategy workbook. I know we can go to, I'll put the link in the show notes, but hello at casualfridays.com forward slash UGC strategy forward slash workbook. What can our listeners expect to find in there and will it help them? Yeah, this is awesome. So if you're a small business or even if you're a larger business, this is an actual workbook. So I'd recommend a good cup of coffee or a glass of wine and allocate about an hour and just fill it out, okay? And it'll be a bunch of exercises to get you thinking about how to develop and create a user-generated content strategy, and you'll get the framework for that for your business. So I'll just tell you right now, the first step is to get a team. And when I say get a team, it's like, this should not fall on the shoulders of the marketing department if you're a larger organization. Like this is where you got to include salespeople, include customer service people, get people who are involved with your customers because some of the best ideas come from those people who are hands-on involved on the front lines. Now, if you're a solopreneur, well, then maybe there's other entrepreneurs that you know. Try to you know do maybe like a mini mastermind, a UGC mastermind. Have a mastermind you can chat in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just just go, go do it. And I mean, obviously, in this type of industry, if this is a lot of pet setters and you're not competing against each other, if there's somebody in San Diego and somebody in Phoenix and somebody in New York, probably all could have the same strategy, right? Yeah, <laughs> so definitely do that. But yeah, if you want to access that, in addition to that link, you can also text the word UGC workbook, all one word, just capital U, capital G, capital C workbook all together to 44222. And you can opt in that way too. So you might be listening to this while you're walking the dog. I get it. 44222 UGC workbook. Okay. I'm putting it in the show notes right now. Awesome. Tyler, you rock. Thanks so much for sharing your information with us. This is definitely first time we have ever talked about this kind of thing in over 200 episodes. So it was definitely due. Where can people, what I like to lovingly call cyber stalk you, if they want to just learn more about Casual Fridays or what you guys do? Sure. First, if you want to connect with me anywhere, it's just Tyler J. Anderson. So my website or all my social handles is at Tyler J. Anderson. And then my personal website is TylerJAnderson.com. But if you want to learn more about Casual Fridays and what we can do, or if you want to have an agency help you out with any of this stuff, just go to CasualFridays.com and everything you need to know is right there. Awesome. Tyler, thanks so much cool. for being on this show. You guys, we would love to know what your biggest takeaway was. So find wherever you saw this posted and go ahead and comment back and tag... Tyler or I, <laughs> but that's what I always say too. But also I would love it if you would give us a review or uh, five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to this. And remember when life gets you down, always keep jumping. 
So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.